Greetings, YouTubers, thrill seekers, small gerbils, and people named Bob. It's Mr. Palumbo, and welcome to the Professor Liberty Podcast, a place where you can feel free to learn, to think, but never stink. As Apollo Creed once said, be a thinker, not a stinker. Who's Apollo Creed? You know, from Rocky. Look, people, if you don't want to get lost regarding to pop culture references on this show, you're going to want to study up on movies from the 70s and 80s. Maybe a little 90s sprinkled in, but uh, you don't need to know anything past 2000. I'm completely lost after that. Uh, I, I just heard my first Justin Bieber song like three months ago. And how long has he been around? Anyway, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed. He was phenomenal. He was born to play that role. Okay, well, today I thought we would do, we would continue something called the What Is series. Today we're going to do What Is Inflation. You didn't know we had a series called What Is? Well, to be honest, I didn't either. It kind of just started with What Is Economics a few weeks ago. I also have a What Is Western Civilization in the works. And so after I was looking over my notes, I said, huh, it looks like we have a series coming together. This is how it works around here, folks. Very organic. Things just kind of uh, happen spontaneously. You know, I got a little feedback on the What Is Economics episode, and this person said, you know, the information was a little heavy. And, uh, you know, I thought I broke it down as simply as I could, but, you know, economics is tricky. And it seems our economics, our economic literacy is getting worse. According to Myra Valdez, senior contributor to Forbes magazine, she says, despite the fact that we make decisions about money every day, less than half of America's states require students to take a course on personal finance. And yet, as soon as a student completes their second school education, they go into the world with very little knowledge about responsible use of credit cards, student loans, mortgages, and other kinds of consumer debt, unquote. I think what she meant by second school education is secondary school, which is high school. But I read that correct for those of you guys who are really paying attention. You know, I made this point before. Why aren't schools teaching more about civics and economics? When we all graduate high school, we engage in financial transactions as well as voting, advocating, and campaigning in the political sphere in some way or another, folks. I mean, one of our sacred duties is to vote. And if you think our quality of candidate or our quality of leaders going down, that's probably also due to the fact that our quality of our voter is going down. If we have ignorant leaders, it's because we have ignorant voters. So why aren't states really focusing on economics? How does the economy work? How does my personal budget work? And why aren't states worried about civics? How does our government work? And yet here we are today. Greg, and I'm going to get his last name wrong, Greg Ikrucci writes in his article, Financial Literacy, An Epic Fail in America, he writes, we teach our children to wear seatbelts. Schools invest in programs aimed at helping kids practice smart internet habits. But few are talking about the dangers of too much debt or the blessing that is compound interest, unquote. Well, here we are, folks. We're a society that loves to spend money, 
But other than that, we really don't know much about how money works. This is one reason why I think we vote for candidates who say things like, we're going to make the rich pay for everything, and the government's going to invest in infrastructure. To the normal Joe out there with no political or economic literacy, that stuff sounds nice. And we're all about stuff that sounds nice. Something that makes me feel good is way better than stuff that makes me feel bad, right? And if it makes me feel good, it must be true, right? Wrong! Most of the time, we know the opposite is true. If something sounds too good to be true, it's probably because it isn't true. So let's discuss inflation today. And don't worry, folks, this isn't rocket science. It's pretty simple to grasp. You can do it. I believe in you. Heck, you guys, if I can get this stuff, I know there's at least 10 people out there smarter than me. So I know you guys can get this stuff too. So first we'll define inflation and then we'll discuss how it happens and perhaps we'll discuss how we can protect our money from its adverse effects. Inflation is defined two ways and I like using both of them when I teach students about inflation. The two definitions are one, inflation is the loss of the purchasing power of the dollar and two, it's the increase in prices of goods and services. So both of those definitions work for inflation. You can decide which one you like best, or you could be like me and familiarize yourself with both of them because I think it encompasses the concept a little better. So inflation is a rise in prices and a decrease in the spending power of the dollar. So we're kind of saying the same thing in a different way, or two causes for the same thing, or two sides of the same coin. But what causes inflation? Well, that's a great question. Inflation is caused by the increase in demand for something or the decrease in supply for something. And I got a great example for you. This, this skyrocketing price in lumber that you guys might have heard in the news, right? We're seeing lumber prices skyrocket. Well, a lot of that is simply due to the lack of supply. And anytime supply is low and demand is high, your prices are going to go up. The price of lumber has gone up, this is crazy, folks, 232% over the last year. That is inflation, the rise of cost. Inflation can also be caused by the income effect, which is a product of all of these stimulus checks that are coming out from the federal government. The income effect happens when people's behavior changes based on an increase or a decrease in their income. Think of it this way. Joe's sitting at home, and he's always wanted to build a deck in his backyard, but he's never saved any money, and his lifestyle just makes it so he can't afford to build one. Well, one day he gets free money, thousands of dollars of free money. Well, he wasn't expecting that money, and he didn't do anything to earn that money, and obviously he can now afford things that he previously could not. His income has now gone up. So what might Joe do? Well, he could save it. Or heck, why not? Let's build the deck. If thousands of people do what Joe does, the price for lumber will go up. And if supply can't keep up, we're going to have a rise in prices. However, think if millions and millions of Joes who just come into some money, 
what are they going to do? They're all going to go spend it on different things. That means demand in general, aggregate demand is going to go up. And if demand goes up, prices go up. Let's not forget, boys and girls, that we're coming out of a year-long lockdown. People are ready to mingle. There's so much pressure to spend. And think of all that money they've got to use. And we haven't even started about government regulations that stifle supply. We know that the Biden administration is clamping down on fossil fuels in the name of saving the planet. And coincidentally, we have a spike in fuel costs. All of this points to inflation. The Bureau of Labor Statistics uses something called the Consumer Price Index, the CPI, to track the cost of things. The Consumer Price Index is a monthly average measure of basic goods like food and transportation and energy. So according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, prices for food at home has increased 3.3% over the past 12 months. All six major grocery store food groups have advanced over the period, with increases ranging from 1.6%, that's for dairy, to 5.4%, and that's meats. Prices for food away from home has risen 3.7%. Okay, those are pretty modest, right? Wait till we get to energy. This blew my mind, and I actually posted this on my Facebook account uh, earlier this week. Within energy, this is still the Bureau of Labor Statistics. You can go look at that on their website. Within energy, prices for gasoline has risen 22.5% for the year ending in March 2021, while natural gas prices have gone up 9.8%. Electricity has gone up 2.5%. Fuel oil costs have gone up 20.2%. What does this mean? It means over the past year, these items have become more expensive. So think about food, okay? The the cost is about 3%. So let's just pick tuna, right? You can go get a can of tuna for 99 cents, or maybe you used to. Well, this year, that was last year. This year, it's going to cost you about a dollar two. And this is not even before state taxes and sales taxes and whatever other tax, right? God bless us that live in blue states. But this starts going up, right? Maybe you can afford the the jump from 99 cents to a dollar two, but not everything is going up by 3%. Like you just showed you, meats are going up by 5%. And here's the thing, guys. As prices go up, ask yourself, are your wages going up the same rate? So if, if, if prices are going up 3%, are you getting a 3% raise next year? How many of us get an automatic cost of a living allowance, a COLA? The average COLA that people get is 2.5%. So, if, so let's just do the math, guys. If, infl- if inflation is 3.3 and my COLA, my raise is 2.5, I'm losing money. And how many people out there don't even get raises? You, you've, been, you've been paying the same, you've been being paid the same for years. For five years, you haven't gotten a raise. So again, that goes back to the income effect, boys and girls, and it goes back to inflation. I can't, if I haven't gotten a raise in five years and prices have gone up 3% a year, and that's not just 3% uh, across the board. 
right? Prices go up in different sectors. I'm losing money. And, and the more I lose money, this is why inflation hurts fixed income seniors. Um, I think the Social Security uh, adjustment, their cost of living adjustment is like 2%. I think they try to do, I think they try to get to three, but I think it's 2.8, right? So even your Social Security check this year is not going to pay for things that it did in the next year. So what can we do about this, folks? How can we protect our hard-earned money from the evil inflation monster? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here are a couple ideas for how you can protect your money from losing value, okay, in no particular order. Number one, invest in real estate. According to moneychangers.com, that's money chasers, rather, people need a roof over their heads, So they pay the going rate for housing, whatever it is in today's currency. The value of the dollar in the United States roughly halved in 30 years from 1990 to 2020, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Boy, let me say that again. The value of the dollar has been cut in half in the past 30 years. So what used to cost 50 cents now costs a dollar. Wow. The median home price in 1990 was 117000 Yet at the end of 2020, the median home price had reached 346000 Note that home prices outpaced inflation significantly. Home prices nearly tripled in their 1990 value, even though the U.S. dollar has dropped half of its value over 30 years. Number two, invest in the S&P 500. The average annual inflation rate since the government began tracking it in 1913, bad year for liberty, folks, if you want to look at 1913, is about 3%. To combat inflation's effect on your money, you need investments that provide greater average return than the inflation rate. Since its inception in 1928, the S&P 500 has provided an average annual return of 11.25%. That's not bad, folks. 11 and a quarter percent. Making this stock market index the leading choice to protect yourself from inflation. And finally, number three, increase your automatic contributions to your savings account. As we've kind of already discovered, the money sitting in your savings account is just wasting away with the dismal interest rates that banks offer you, which is about not even a percentage, right? So if inflation is 3% and your interest rate, which is the, the amount of money that the bank is giving you to keep your money there, is less than 1%, Your money is wasting away in the savings account. One way you can combat this is every year you need to increase your automatic contributions. Uh, I don't think I'm doing that. If you are not saving, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, you need to start saving. The average American saves only 1% of their gross income a year. We need to be people that are saving for emergencies. See David Ramsey for more details. So every year you should increase the automatic contribution to stay on pace with inflation. So if you put $100 away each paycheck into savings, 
this year start doing $110. That's a 10% increase, and hopefully inflation isn't anywhere near that high. Finally, if you're able, I would recommend negotiating for some kind of raise with your employer. If you have been a dependable and trustworthy employee, they have, no, they have to be appreciating the value you bring to their company. And if you haven't had a pay increase in the past five years, you're probably way behind the inflation curve. So ask for a raise. The goal is to get at least enough to stay with inflation. You know, as I was uh, researching for this episode, I kind of had to crunch my own numbers. I get an annual increase, right? Well, at least I'm getting one uh, next year. Uh, I get a 2.5%. 2.5% increase for me. So I'm even behind the inflation curve, but at least uh, I am able to stay in the game, right? I'm right, I'm right on inflation's toes, uh, but, you know, it's something. The trick is to find ways to convert your paper dollars into something that will retain its value or even perhaps increase. Buying gold or silver coins is another option. I have some silver uh, personally. I have purchased some silver. Some people invest in art. Other people invest in uh, things that hold intrinsic value. Now, there's a risk in every investment. But remember, your paper dollars have no intrinsic value. I may do a podcast on currency down the road, but know this, the only thing giving your paper dollars value is our belief that they are valuable and the integrity of the federal government. So our belief that something is valuable and the integrity of our government is what's giving our paper dollars value. Boy, think about that really hard. How fast could that come crashing down? So in review, inflation is the loss of purchasing power of the dollar, and it's the rise in prices of goods. Supply, demand, and government regulation all contribute to the rate of inflation. Knowing that your paper money is losing value yearly, we need to try to find ways to convert those dollars into something that won't lose value, like the stock market or real estate. One final example, guys, uh, we, have, we have savings accounts for both of our children. And I remember one day, you know, I think about inflation. Some people think about who's going to win the Super Bowl. I, I, I tend to think about things like inflation. And I remember brushing my teeth and I, I turned to my wife and I said, you know, the money that we're putting away for the kids is just sitting there wasting away. And so now we took the money from the kids' accounts and we put them into a mutual fund, right? And these mutual funds' rate of returns are like 7 to 10%. And that's a lot better than 0.8% sitting in the savings account. So I hope this uh, podcast helped you guys come up with some strategies on how to protect your money. Uh, I hope it made sense. I hope the information wasn't too heavy. Just remember that the dollar is losing its value and we have to figure out how to protect our money, protect your hard-earned money because you guys are out there busting your butts and you should be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor. 
Here at Professor Liberty, we seek to educate, inspire, and restore. If you like this podcast, please give me a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to email the show, the email is professorliberty1776 at gmail.com. Please send me all your economics, history, and government questions there. Until next time, go throughout the land and proclaim liberty. Liberty.